Oh man, it just hit me. It just hit me now. What's up? Because I asked for Christy Mark's permission to give some information from the uh, Gem Bible, it's it's possible that she might listen to this episode. What? Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because it is truly outrageous. And, and Kit, I, I got some bad news for you. What? Mac just texted me. I know we were going to, like, try and record and then try and, like, work her intro in once she got in, but, um... She's texted me. She says, not only does this episode not have Riot, but it also has dance. No, 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 no. I have strep throat and also a cold and I got an illness from being around dance. No, no. Goodbye. I think she's out this week. You think? Good news, though. They were just going to be a guest, but I guess now they're a pinch hitter. So we do have a third person. Say hi to Dimly, everybody. Hello, I'm here. I don't hate dance. Uh, you guys may remember Dimly. We've had them on before. Uh, was it just for the Renaissance Woman episode? It feels like we've had you on for other episodes. Uh, yeah, it was just for Renaissance Woman and uh, back again for the last dance episode of the series. <laughs> Is it really? Is this a series wrap on dance? After this episode, we never see dance again. Well, anyway, yeah. Welcome back, Dimly. Good to have you. You know, we never actually talked about this last time, but like... We realized this after I think we recorded and you were like, oh, no, wait, should I have talked about like anything about myself and how I know Jem or? Yeah, although it was Renaissance Woman, so there wouldn't have been room for that. So anyways, I'm Dimly. I've liked Jem since I was probably about six. It wasn't on TV when I was six, but uh, I had like VHS recordings that someone in my family had made. <laughs> Some kind benevolent soul. I actually remember this episode from back in the day, uh, although I didn't really understand any of the Cold War references that are in it. See, that's fascinating because this is an episode that was completely erased from my memory. This was all new to me. I mean, it's probably a good one to have erased. <laughs> it's not the best episode. Or even a good episode. It's one of the uh, budget episodes, actually. This is another episode by the Budget Studio, which means that, you know, you've got like your typical hallmarks like White Raya and everybody's eyes just sort of moving around independently and making up all their own assets. Like, I would love it if you have some explanation for this nonsense. The reason these episodes are so bad is because Sunbow just kind of thrust these episodes onto this studio. It, it doesn't look like they had a lot of time, and it also doesn't look like they had a lot of accurate model sheets given to them. But ACOM was a studio that was formed in 1985 by Nelson Shin, and he's also credited as being one of the animators who um, helped make the lightsaber effects in Star Wars. So we've just been sitting here crapping on this guy. And he helped make lightsabers. Anyway, his studio was pretty new around the time that Jim came out. I think the first thing the studio is ever credited on working on is uh, either 20 or 22 episodes of the original Transformers series. Those are the episodes of the original Transformers series no one likes. I say 20 to 22 because there's two of those episodes that are credited to ACOM that uh, people do like. But if you go to the Transformers wiki, those ones are contested. They don't believe that ACOM made them. Are you telling me that the Transformers wiki has debates as to whether or not certain episodes can be credited to certain studios. Yes, that's exactly what the Transformers wiki is like. All right. You already know that the budget studio made uh, Music is Magic, The Presidential Dilemma, The Middle of Nowhere, Journey to Shangri-La, Video Wars, and this episode. <laughs> 
Uh, it seems like these episodes were just dumped on this studio. It was a pretty new studio, and it feels a lot like they had... I don't usually like saying B-team, but it sounds like they didn't really have any experienced animators on these episodes. <laughs> they also worked on Batman the Animated Series until they got fired for the episode Cat Scratch Fever because of how bad the animation was. Yes! Yes, 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 yes! That's perfect! A lot of this episode's weirdness I don't think can be blamed entirely on the animation, though, because the like the moment-to-moment editing is also like really choppy and really abrupt. It's all squashed together. I would honestly love to see the storyboards for these episodes that they were working off of, because they have to exist, and I hope they exist. So, we should probably get into the actual episode, but real quick, I don't have anything as rad as the people that worked on this episode were fired for Cat Scratch Fever, but the writer of this episode, Carla Conway, she has... Just this episode of Gem, she wrote a handful of G.I. Joe and Centurions episodes, but this is the most important thing I could find on her IMDb page. Carla Conway wrote episode one, season one of Dino Riders. It was a real show. It wasn't very good, but the pitch meeting must have been incredible. Anyway, let's get on an airplane to Zagreb. The episode opens with Dance saying to Gem, uh, Pinch me. I can't believe I'm going to my mother's homeland in Zagreb. Zagreb is a city. That's a weird way to talk about a city. This is where we get a surprise dance backstory dump, too. Yeah, I'm really excited about the fact that Aja and Kimber just, like, show up in the seats right behind Dance and Gem, and then they basically just Greek chorus the backstory at us. It probably would have been nice if we had any lead up to this at all, because, I mean, this is in the Gem Bible, uh, which I have gotten permission to talk about. As Kimber and Aja discuss, Dance's mom disappeared and she was a ballerina for the Zagreb Ballet. And this is all stuff that wasn't made up on the spot? What the Bible goes into is the fact that um, when Dance was in her single digits in age, they got caught in some kind of natural disaster. I'm trying to reword this, but it's all so vague that it's a little bit difficult. (laughs) Anyway, they were separated. It actually says that her mother didn't die and has amnesia and is somewhere. Awesome. That would have been a great season four plot if there were a season four. I remember you guys made a joke about how there was never a gem episode about rocking behind the Iron Curtain. This is basically the closest we get. Yeah, Yugoslavia isn't technically behind the Iron Curtain, but it is as close as you can get before you get there. So uh, Kimber and Aja in the plane are really worried that Dance is pinning all of her hopes on finding her mother who has disappeared. And we arrive at the airport. Everybody's just sort of hanging out on the frickin' tarmac because I guess planes don't need to go anywhere. Thank you for flying Yugoslavia Airlines. Sorry the engine fell off over the Pacific. Video's also here, I guess, because we just needed more characters to not have the model sheets for? Yeah, they're ostensibly shooting a music video here. Therefore, video's here, but Anthony Julian is not. Did we just forget he's a director? He doesn't have a doll. He's not as important. Anyway, a guy shows up, and his name is Anton Mulek, and he is their um, contact in Yugoslavia. He was sent by the government to welcome them and take them to the ballet, and that's about all we know about him. I love that he says, so anyway, I really like that you're here and I love your music, but we're going to go to the ballet where you want to film and you probably should have arranged it in advance. But the guy there, he doesn't like you. So, uh, his name is Victor Prosov. He's the artistic director of the ballet and he has, quote, great power. And he does not think your music is art. 
Kimber has the best comeback ever, which is, but our music is art. Oh, well then. I guess we can just settle the age-old debate of pop culture and its place in capital A art. Thanks, Kimber. Probably worth noting now that everyone in Yugoslavia has like hella cheekbones. (laughs) Yeah, that was an interesting artistic choice there. So we cut to the ballet. Close up on that dancer dude who was on Dances Magazine that she was reading in the plane. His name is Stefan. I just kept thinking of the SNL character. I'm sorry. He does a leap in the uh, ballet dancers behind him, who I think would have been dancing with him for years, are like, oh, he's so gorgeous. Everyone who's around Stefan just constantly talks about how gorgeous he is. That's why his hair is so big. It's full of secrets. This just reminds me of how every dance episode is like every... 14-year-old's first Mary Sue fanfiction. He's the hottest boy in the world, and he's gonna be interested in you, dance. Cisco who? We don't talk about Cisco. Do we talk about Robin Goodfellow? We definitely don't talk about him, no. (laughs) But something bad happened with Cisco, remember? And in comes Victor, and he basically gets mad at all the ballerinas for ogling Cisco, saying that you're supposed to be a flock of swans. Ogling Cisco? Wait, no! Stefan! They ogle Stefan! Yugoslavian AU Cisco. I mean, I basically start calling Victor in my notes like Yugoslavian Eric Raymond, so... So, yeah, Victor yells at the ballerinas for ogling Stefan, and then he has them dance, and the dance animation is incredible, because they're just gliding by and spinning like they're on tracks. And then he yells at them for dancing like elephants, and I was just like, they're defying the laws of physics, sir. What more do you want? In comes this other lady who looks older, and we don't find her name out until, like, like her very last freaking scene. Or what she is. Yeah, she's apparently the prima ballerina, but that doesn't matter. What matters is that she says the ballerinas are elephants because they're distracted. They can only think of the American rock group. She's got blue eyeshadow up to her eyebrows. It's incredible. But thank God, you guys, it's okay. Stefan likes the band. And Victor actually uh, responds to this by saying uh, it's the work of dilettantes, Stefan. It comes from mediocre minds that don't care about art. Just when Victor starts ragging on the hologram's art, that's when they walk in. And Jem sort of just enters the conversation. <laughs> yeah, she just slides into his mentions. Debate me! We are art! He's looking away from them, and they're behind him. And he says, Americans are dedicated to nothing. And then the camera zooms in on Dance's face. And then we get the same exact shot before it zoomed in on Dance's face with Victor saying, no, like he's seen her face, but he's not looking at her. I thought that the quick zoom was like a reaction shot, but no, it's supposed to be a point of view shot of him like, it cannot be, her hair, it's too many colors. Someone didn't give Akon the memo though. Yeah, Dance's hair only has a couple of colors in this. Anyway, Victor does a complete 180. Oh, let me give you a personal tour. And he takes them into this, like, creepy dancer shrine room. Yeah, he calls it the um, Gallery of Honor, and it's where there's portraits of everyone who is important to the ballet. Stefan's already got a painting. Of course. And then he tugs on a rope, and it opens a curtain, behind which is a portrait of Dance's mother. I want a drama curtain for portraits of me. And it turns out that this is one of those things where Dance looks exactly like her mom, but with less blonde and more other colors. Victor just starts hugging Dance and is like, 
Nadia, you've come back to me. Ah! Yeah. He calls her little Nadia when he finds out that she's Nadia's daughter. And she's like, but my name's Giselle. Jem, meanwhile, is like, okay, uh, this is really creepy, but I sense an opportunity. Hey, hey, uh, while you're distracted, uh, can we use your people and your stage as a set piece for a chintzy glam rock video? What? Yeah, eh, fine. Excellent. We'll start setting up immediately. Also, Rio's here. He's actually been here the whole time. We just didn't bother to mention it. <laughs> he's one of those characters where you don't really notice he's there until he opens his freaking mouth. Brojack is laying on the charm so thick, I wonder what his angle is. Rio, are you insinuating that he wants to do a sex with dance? Setting that aside for now, let's have a rehearsal and a music video called Music and Dance, and that's Dance with an S because I hate myself. East is East and West is West. My only two notes for this music video are number one, really low animation budget, and number two, hippie nonsense. It's literally saying music and dance is going to solve the Cold War. Uh, so the whole video is just dance and Stefan dancing on a stage. All of the music videos in this episode are like, the actions at least are diegetic. Probably because it would be way too much money to make up anything brand new and like super fanciful. And also I feel like they should have gotten the A-team on an episode that required a lot of graceful movement because the dancing in this is not good. And this is the better music video of the episode. Victor's sort of looking unhappy. Then the music video ends and uh, Stefan's like, dance, have dinner with me. And then Victor is immediately like, he goes over and he starts like petting dance. No, she's having dinner with me. And then Stefan just runs away. He prances away. The most dramatic exit. For no, I already have a dinner date. He's not even like crying. He's just like, okay, gotta go. Bye. And by the way, we never actually see this dinner. We immediately cut to an exterior shot of the building. So they're also staying here, I guess? The next shot is Dance finding a letter under a door, and it says, uh, if you want to learn about your family, you should go to the village of Bled. This letter is never explained. Yeah, we never find out who put this letter here. So she immediately hands this note to Jem, who's like, yeah, we should check this out. It sounds completely on the up and up and trustworthy. Actually, she says, um, Dance, we should get this letter checked out at first, and then they completely forget that she said that. Because we have more important things to do, like go to Victor's Nadia room that he has. It's a creepy rom shrine. Oh, God. He's got a nice red wine that he's poured out. It's a good vintage that he can rant while sipping and then just be like, Nadia will not escape from me again. And then just throws his wine glass on the floor. I feel like with that much like alcohol, paper, oil and candles in a room, that whole thing is a huge fire hazard and should have by all rights exploded at the end of the episode. The next day, I guess they're like, so FYI, Victor, we're going to be leaving for a few days to get some shots. And also we're taking Stefan and he's like, great, I give you the permission you are definitely asking for. And also I'm coming too. Especially when he finds out that they're going to Bled to look for Dance's family. Yeah, because they definitely just said that. Come on, guys. There's a scene in between getting on the train with Vera where she yells at Victor for paying so much attention to Nadia's daughter. Uh, she's the prima ballerina, by the way. Also, we made some kind of mutual murder pact involving Dance's parents. Anyway, here's a badly animated train. Taking a train. And we get to see another scene of uh, White Rhea as she comments on Stefan and Dance. Yeah, White Rhea ships them pretty hard. Oh, God. And that's when we get our music video. 
falling in love with a stranger. Well, at least they acknowledge that they don't really know each other. But it also pauses that doesn't actually matter because we're smooching now. My favorite thing about this music video, it starts with a really intense eye close up. But the lyrics themselves are like baby's first love song. I'm a really big fan of the fact that in this music video, like Victor and Dance are kissing like out on an observation deck and Victor is just blatantly pawing at the glass of the window. Uh, You said Victor and Dance are kissing. Oh my god! Ugh, all of these stupid men that are obsessed with dance, I can never keep any of them straight. We should just start numbering them. Yugoslavian Eric Raymond pause at the glass while dance and Yugoslavian Cisco are smooching. He sees a reflection of her mother in the glass doing a ballet dance, because that definitely is something that you should juxtapose. He's like twice her age, I hate it. It's pretty bad. Speaking of which, Eric Raymond comes out and he's like, Excuse me, Giselle. I need to speak with Yugoslavia and Cisco a moment. And it's an angry conversation on a train caboose over, like, a bridge on a cliff. Somebody's definitely about to get pushed off the train. Nobody gets pushed off a train! Come on! Victor goes for the push, but Dance shows up and interrupts, and he has to, like, turn away and act not suspicious. This scene has absolutely no dramatic timing in the animation. So the train finally pulls into the village of Bled, and they see this inn on the hill, and they're like, oh, there's the inn. I hope it's its comfy as it looks. It looks like the haunted mansion. Oh, there's always room for one more. So the next morning, we get up, we have some characters eating breakfast, and we discover the video has taken everyone that's not Rio, Dance, Jem, Victor, and Stefan out for a hike because there's too many characters in this episode. So Dance asks the uh, innkeeper if he knows of any Dvorak's that live nearby. And this guy makes eye contact with Victor, immediately starts sweating, and is like, no, I don't know any Dvorak's ever. Go away. Sorry. Bye. Bye leaves. You're acting suspicious. Shut up. Then the random kid is like, oh yeah, the Dvorak's are farmers. Like, I can take you where they are. And then Dance's mouth, she doesn't smile, but her lips do slowly pull back to reveal her bared teeth. It's a nightmare. They arrive at the farm and there is an old man there. Dance introduces herself and he's like, I'm Johan. I'm your great grandpa. I'm crying now. He hugs her and then, I'm sorry, this cracks me up every time. He says, who are your friends and Victor introduces himself and he stops hugging dance and this makes her very very sad it's like oh okay excuse me I need to go talk with this completely non-suspicious man that I've never met before and then dance is like he stopped hugging me everything is worthless the script isn't very good but if the animation was better I feel like they could have maybe got this across better (laughs) so it's time to have dinner with the family a girl who's probably like a daughter of the family says something along the lines of oh you're so much like nadia and uh the person who i assume is her mother interrupts her to say anna and this upsets dance greatly oh she just dashes off like oh they hate me she goes to cry against a tree outside like a freaking disney princess and so the grandpa comes out and he's like victor is a powerful enemy they talk about him like he's got some kind of magic artifact that can undo existence what is going on here? My favorite thing about this scene probably is he's like, I can't tell you exactly why this is a thing, but I can take you to a mountain man who can tell you. So Gemma's also out here, by the way, I guess. And she's like, oh, okay, you guys go out. I'll keep an eye on Victor. 
And then she just bursts through the door. Rio, where's Victor? She Kramers in. And Rio Pacheco, the most suspicious and insecure man in the world, is just like, oh, I don't know. I've just been reading this magazine. Victor went outside, I guess. It seems fine. This part of the episode makes me really mad because it made sense for Jem to go distract Victor because she's got the hologram earrings. This is Jem and the holograms. Hologram shenanigans. This would have been great. And what happens when Victor's missing? Who do they send after Victor? Frickin' Rio. Why is Rio to the rescue? So Rio goes off into the mountains in like his light purple denim jacket. And then we cut into these mountains where we've got Dance, Great Grandpa, and Stefan. They're hiking. And then we pan up to Victor, who is pushing a huge boulder onto them. And Rio is crouched behind him. Rio definitely watched him do that, right? Like, Rio watched him see the boulder walk up to him. And is like, I want to see where this is going. So the rock tumbles. As Rio freaking tackles Victor, they sort of tumble. And suddenly that makes an avalanche happen. And then this avalanche... Hmm. Well, first off, when the Lion King rock that Victor and Rio are on breaks off and they go like surfing across the avalanche of snow, it's incredible. It flies. It's like that bit in the Zelda CDI game where Link jumps on the shield and then like sets off a bomb underneath it. So Rio has literally not helped at all. Rio has actually caused an avalanche. Good job, Rio. Par for the course, Rio. And then Dance goes over a cliff somehow. And gets avalanched on. Everyone else is fine, but Dance gets snowballed down the mountain. That's the commercial break. Memento Mori. You should have bought a Dance doll. This is a series wrap on Dance. You don't know where this is going. They definitely wanted to kill her so that they could stop drawing her hair. She's basically just sort of rolled over the top of the avalanche until she lands in a snowdrift. Like a gentle pillow. And then the snow falls on top of her. Like the last little bit of it. I love that Grandpa's immediate response is, hold on, the avalanche is still happening. We can't help her. We'll be buried too. And then immediately, the very next line is Rio's, let's go help her. Victor runs away. And as they start to dig up dance, Tom Bombadil arrives. And they yell for him to come help. And he shouts, I'm coming, Johan, and continues to approach at a leisurely walk. So they dig dance out of the avalanche. With their freaking hands. She's under like a couple of inches of snow. Is she alive? Yes, she's fine. Now let's take her to my cabin. So it turns out that this friggin' mountain man, Tom friggin' Bombadil, is Dance's dad. And then we get another backstory dump. Oh my god. Okay. Nadia was a dancer at the ballet. We know this. Tom Bombadil was a doctor. They were in love. And Victor wanted her to think of, quote, nothing but the ballet. Yeah, this episode frames it as like a ballet versus love thing, but it's very clearly like Victor was in love with Nadia and she didn't love him back. So what happened to Dance's father is that um, he was a doctor and there was a flu epidemic. Penicillin was really hard to come by and his penicillin got stolen. And then the secret police came and arrested him for stealing his penicillin on the black market because he was framed. This is a lot more harsh than I was expecting. It's also a lot more elaborate than I was expecting. I was expecting him to just get murdered. (laughs) Get murdered, but he got better. And that's when I died. I'm dead now. (laughs) I'm a ghost. So he went to prison and he wrote to Nadia, but he's like, oh, but she never answered any of my letters. When I most needed her, she deserted me. It's almost as though they were prevented from reaching her somehow by a person close to her whom I already suspected of thievery. Freaking Rio's the one who has to point out, well, obviously Victor made sure she never got the letters. This never occurred to anyone before now. Dance is like, mom was told you were dead. And then we have this like flashback in a flashback of Victor like telling Nadia that her husband is 
dead and then trying to hump her leg. And she was so grossed out, she fled to America. And then Tom Bobadil's like, oh, wait, so that means my wife is alive. Where is she? And Dance is like, listen, there's a whole separate thing. One step at a time here, dad. So then she asks him to come to Zagreb to clear his name. And he's like, there's no proof. Go away. And Dance is like, I swear revenge on Victor. Meanwhile, we cut back to Victor just planting espionage materials on people. This is a thing he does. So the train gets back into Zagreb and like as soon as the holograms step off the train, the secret police are like, you are under arrest as spies. Nope, nope, nope. First Rio has to say, hey, Dance and Stefan, you should go take a taxi by yourselves. Thanks, Rio. And then they're immediately grabbed. Video and Rio are arrested so we can get rid of all the non-essentials. And then the holograms just book it. They jump out the other side of the train. The police didn't account for that. And here we have the absolutely only hologram shenanigans in the entire episode. They hide in a museum, and she's like, Synergy, an appropriate disguise, please. And Synergy doesn't turn them into famous statues, she just turns them into statues of themselves. In the poses they were in, like, Jem still has her fingers to her earring. They evade the police, and they're like, we have to go do a thing now. And then we go back to the ballet, where Vance just barges into the room with no subtlety at all, and directly accuses Victor of, like, conspiring to have her father arrested, and just being a bad guy. And Victor's like, well, great. Now I don't have to convince you that I'm a powerful dude. So, hey, guess what? All your friends are arrested. You have to stay here as my prima ballerina and I'll see that they go free. And Vera's like, wait, hold on. That's my job. And Victor's like, it's time for you to retire. Now dance. What will it be? Will you stay with me or will your friends stay in a labor camp? So Dance is like, I must give in to him. I have no choice. And Tom Bombadil breaks down the door. Tom Bombadil tackles Victor through this like paper thin secret bookcase door into the creepy mom shrine room. And he is just littered with the confetti of all of the letters he ever sent Nadia. He's like grabbing them out of the air like he's freaking Harry Potter. And immediately Jem comes in because there's no breathing room in this episode. Also, I have the stolen defense plans. And also I found that schlubby government dude from the very beginning of the episode. And that dude's like, I convinced them not to send them to jail immediately because international incident and whatnot. Yeah, there's an inspector who's like, haha, whoops, guess we should have investigated this for like five seconds before arresting one of the most famous Americans in the entire world. And then Vera turns on Victor and like blabs all of his secrets. And then, because this episode has no breathing room, but it's also a gem episode, we just show the music and dance music video again, but slightly different. And worse animation. My two favorite things about this music video are, one, they attempt to do a dirty dancing lift and fail. And two, there's a bit where they say they're literally wiping the lines off the map, and there's a shot of all the lines being wiped off of a map but all the different countries are color-coded, so it doesn't matter. It's a really good metaphor. Is it Rio who's talking to Dance's dad in the last scene? I think so. Because somebody is like, oh, you like put on a suit now. What are you going to do now with your life now that you're no longer wanted for selling penicillin? And he says, well, I can travel now, so I'm going to go to the States and me and Dance are going to look for her mom. Series wrap on Dance, that spinoff is not going to happen. So, thoughts on Homeland Heart? 
Woof. It's not good. <laughs> it's a hell of a thing, though. Like, in terms of just, like, sheer entertainment value, this is pretty good. Join us next time for Midsummer Night's Madness, which has so much riot in it, Mackenzie is pretty much bound and obligated to talk about it. Dimly, thank you so much for joining us for this. It was delightful to actually have hashtag dance facts. Thanks. Great to be here. <laughs> We're going to have you back one more time before the season wraps up for the other magician episode. But in the meantime, uh, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they find your stuff? Well, you can find me at Maho Scream on Twitter. That's like M-A-H-O-U Scream on Twitter. But also you can check out our uh, Let's Play channel. We just started a new Otome game for the Otome Hail series and I think people might be really interested in that. Yeah, you guys tapped out on Seduce Me the Otome, didn't you? <laughs> we quit. I knew we quit from the beginning because we played the entire three hours in one go and we quit. All right. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, comment, wherever you find our podcast is always super helpful, helps our metrics, helps us get discovered, helps us feel good about ourselves and all the things that we now know about this terrible, terrible animation studio. We can't unlearn this, you guys. We did this for you. Dimly did it for us and now we're doing it for you. If you like us and want to support us financially, you can do that at patreon.com slash the gem jam. Help support other projects that we do, like I Will Fight You, which is a good podcast and you will like it. You will be pleased, I think. We will see you guys next time. We love you very much. And until then, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Dim. And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you home is where the outrageousness is.